Hello. Hi. Welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. My name is Kyle Hyatt, and here, from the comfort of his own dining room table, the world's greatest living podcaster, James McKeon. Jimmy McKeon, the one, the only. That's mine. And, obviously, since it is my dining room, we've also got the magnificent Kaiju Kiwi in appearance. Just buzz marketing your dog. That's right. Once again. That's there right. We go. We'll have to get the plugs in when I can, Kyle. That's true. But we're we're pumped. We're really excited because we're here at James's table with somebody that we really enjoy. Yeah. She's a, she's a nice lady. She's a smart. She's very good at what she does. She's not especially tall, but you know, it's good. Everything it's it's, it's a great whole whole great situation. We're here with Lynn Woodward. Who's a fabulous baker. A, yeah, that's what we hear. Word around the campfire. Fabulous <laughs> baker. Mm-hmm. I heard that the 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 um the nuns up Beachwood Canyon tried to recruit you, and you were like, no, I'm going first round. Oh, man, that would have been really cool. The cinnamon bread nuns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had the cinnamon bread no. from the cinnamon bread nuns? No. Derek I, Powell needs to deliver. I'm sure he gets plenty of bread from them. I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> He's probably too spicy for them. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But no, it's fantastic. It's so good. Um, city councilman for that, that area, um, former city councilman, Tom LaBonge, who is a nut bar. He's a real crazy guy. Well, wouldn't you be with a name like that? Yeah, he's basically a cartoon character. <laughs> it has to stand to reason, right? Yeah, no, totally. Anyway, he would go around and whenever he would visit like businesses and constituents and things, would bring cinnamon bread from the nuns. And that's... I, you I, know, I, was, I was at a I, Peterson Museum function and that's how I tried it. That's so weird. I have to admit, I get mine from Trader Joe's. Yeah, well, it's really go. good. It's really thick and is that where you get your nuns from trader joe's no just the cinnamon bread okay i try and leave the nuns out of it yeah. all right i yeah i like to get i like my clergy to be organic <laughs> or something i like my nuns in the run that's right that's right well then there's the other there's the other nuns that live up by um the long goodbye apartment up there uh off of kind of by the hollywood bowl that's mm-hmm. another whole other set of baking nuns i think wow i didn't realize that baking was a thing with nuns oh well what, are, what else they can i do? guess they can't really can they drink no, no yeah. they can't really. Yeah, Sacramental they can. Sacrament stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's good. That's the gateway drug, right? To right. Baking. <laughs> and then they, they do the butchering too. They do the body of Christ crackers, and then that's oh, that's yes. the, yeah, that's how they ease it. That's it. I got gotcha. you. Wow, what a tangent already. That's in, right. Anyway, that's thank a, you for that's such an introduction. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for coming and visiting us. We we appreciate it. Oh, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Cool. So you are, for those people who don't know, an automotive journalist. And, I am. and you're a pretty good one. How did you end up in the business? That's my favorite question to ask because everybody's answer is so different and so not repeatable by anybody else. It's like just just random collision after random collision that leads people to this weird job. How did it happen for you? Um, well, it definitely is an odd an odd story. I mean, I didn't even I didn't really realize that you could actually make money writing about cars. You make money until about well, you, you can't make, make much a little money. bit of money. Yeah. Like you can you can make a couple of dollars here enough, or there. Enough for flour, basically, is what you're saying. That's right. Yeah. Um, I uh, I am a writer. I've been a writer for a long time. Um, I actually am a screenwriter. Um, oddly enough, um, I've sold three movies, and um, they've all been produced on television, which is great and exciting. However, um, Hollywood is not necessarily a consistent paycheck. Shut um, the front door. No, it's crazy. Um, but, you know, I so I, I worked in advertising for a long time before 
in a, that in a previous life, I've had a lot of, I feel like a lot of lives in this lifetime, a lot of careers, certainly. A lot of name tags and handouts, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so um, I, you know, did some project management stuff and I want, I wound up at a, at a spot um, called the Enthusiast Network. And oh, it turns out ten. that 10 publishes magazines called Motor Trend and mm. Automobile and Hot Rod and mm-hmm. all of those. And so... I uh, I was really just doing some event um, event planning stuff and some on site activation stuff for Infinity for Pebble Beach mm-hmm. um, in 2015, and it was a great gig and it kind of opened up this whole world of writing about cars and I've loved cars since I was a little kid. My my uh, my father when I was growing up he had two uh, Porsche Speedsters and that I was never allowed to touch. I was only allowed to sit in the back with no seatbelt and um as just just as doctor as you do in the, you seven, in the intended, 70s. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Um but I've loved cars, you know, ever since I was little. Um I learned how to drive my mom's um Toyota Corolla SR5 manual when I was 14 and I've just loved always loved driving and then I kind of walked into this world, you know, a couple of years ago and I was just like, "Whoa." Like people write write about cars. I mm-hmm. guess I'd seen car magazines, but I'd never kind of made that connection. And sure. um, I was I was only there for an eight month period. It was a you know it was just a project job, and I was I was freelance, and I left. But I'd stayed in touch with a lot of people who I made friends with there. And I think at one point Alana Cher, who was the who we uh, love, who we love who her, was awesome. We yes, we love her. She is awesome for so many reasons, but she had just gotten promoted from being a um, an editor at Hot Rod to becoming the editor-in-chief of Roadkill, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which was a, a print magazine, and um, they had their online uh, presence. And she just we were talking, and she just said, hey, she's like, would you ever be interested in writing about cars? We don't have enough women in this business. And I was just like, what? Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, and that was really the beginning of it. And, and then that, she said, yeah, psych. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, she was really great, and she kind of, you know, she really opened up a door for me, and um, yeah, and that was only, gosh, you know, that was like two years ago, and it just sort of blew up from there, and I am ridiculously grateful, um, but really, I just kind of fell into this, which it, I about, hate yeah. it when people say that, like, oh, I just fell into this amazing job, but um, I kind of did, and uh, I'm really happy, and yeah, it just sort of evolved from there. Cool. And where are you at now? Um, I am now, oddly enough, an on-camera host. I I am a video editor um, at Kelly Blue Book. Okay. So yeah, I just took a full-time position there in uh, the end of March. And I'm now making videos and doing video reviews. For, for the YouTubes? For, KB, for the YouTubes, yes. Wow. James, James is also, he was an, he's a, a former professional on-camera host. Really? Yes, before I was an usurped. What is your what was your relationship with YouTube commenters? Because this is a whole new world for me that is like weird. Most of them complained uh, about the height of my harness when I went for a ride with Larry Chan and Old Orange Bang Bang. They didn't <laughs> like that I had my harness hiked up so high, and that was a big thing for them. And that's real. Those are the important things, yeah. right? Because sure. I mean, I just had it on because I just clipped in, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I'm not needing to go. We're just going for a drive down Pacific Coast Highway, so I don't feel I really needed to strap in and get yeah. the full points pulled down." So yeah, I went the easy route. Yeah, the comments. I mean, I try not to look at them, but you know, everyone at work thinks it's kind of funny reading them to me, mm-hmm. and uh, 
Because they're always polite. They're really polite and they're not personal at all. And they're, and they're always <laughs> incredibly positive. <laughs> right. And they're always super helpful. Really constructive. They're always like, you know what? It would be helpful if you talked more about the transmission on this particular car. Um, no, it's really weird. I get a lot of things like, I got one that was, this was great. It was girl brush your hair. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. Um, that's, that's like, that, wow. Right, right? <laughs> like, yeah. It'd be much better if instead of just reading the comments, they actually spoke the comments in and then you in heard video, their voice. I would like to hear, like, I want to see video comments. So I want to be able to talk about their hair or what they're wearing. Because that mm-hmm. was another comment was like, Lynn, what are you wearing? Yeah. I was like, pants and a sweater? <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh. Like, clothes. clothes. Most people do. It's, it's not, it's oh, not that new with invention. Call my personal stylist at mm-hmm. Fred Siegel. I mean, I, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. James. Yeah, I could never... I've d- I had to do like two YouTube videos for uh, Roadshow, and they were awful. It no, was the most, oh, I'm they sure they were great. They were, not. It was the most they were great. Experience. No, it's a painful experience. It's so bad as a person. Like, it, there's nothing less normal or comfortable or natural than being in front of a camera. But I guarantee you, like other people look at you and they're like. You're a natural. You look great. That My was mom fantastic. thought I was amazing. <laughs> Kyle was particularly good. He definitely, uh, Martin Brundle definitely took a back seat in that video. I will oh, say. no, I, was, I forgot about that one. That's a totally different thing. I didn't have to do anything for that. But I was with the ones from the, the, the uh, Detroit Auto Show where I had to like actually stand in front of a car and talk about it. And they like, they kind of sprang it on me. They're like, all right, Kyle, you ready to go? I'm like, go where? Where uh, are we uh, going? Go to the bathroom. Is that so what like, sure. I, I got to talk about the new Toyota Avalon, which just a great beauty everybody loves big well fan. there's so much to talk about sure and then i got to talk about the um gac the chinese car company which was also great so they really Gack. yeah they threw me a couple of softballs that's, and um that's so nice yeah i'm sure it was much better than you well thank you thought it was it wasn't but <laughs> but yeah some, I, mean, I, I guess i get it like some people have a hard time talking into microphones like you know julia lapalm for example, oh, oh, our girl. she's the most wonderful person. But yeah, she tends to like drift from the microphone. Oh, people! Yeah, people do have a hard time. Like they they can't keep their face in front of the microphone. Oh, we give them a big like target too, so to stay right in front of. And it like, is it's like talking into a like a one of those magnifying glasses. Exactly. It's very it's very yeah. cool, especially with that professional setup that we have. It's not bad. But yeah, anyway, it's so yeah the on camera stuff that I'm so glad that somebody's out there doing it. And it's not me. It's a, you know, it's a totally different world. It's not what I expected to do. You know, I'm a, I am a writer. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I have a master's degree in writing and I, you know, I've wanted to just be a writer probably since I was a little kid. I just never really, I never really knew what kind of writing. And frankly, I never really cared. I always thought, you know, listen, if I can make a living writing greeting cards, I would do that. Um, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty sweet. I have a friend who does that and it's actually a pretty badass job. Like he's super funny. His name is Ian Kalman and he works, he owns a company called bald guy greetings mm. and their cards are, they're just super irreverent and super funny and everyone should go buy his cards because he, he's a really awesome guy. But, um, I never expected in a million years to do on camera stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I was an actor when I was a kid, so oh I did things like, you know, commercials and episodes of uh strangely not uh, our first child actor oh no on the podcast <laughs> have the first one who never went to rehab no maybe no i don't know did jonathan ward i think he stayed pretty clean he was you know well he did have the stalker he did have the <laughs> oh, stalker I've never, i never had that. i was never i was never stalker level 
yeah. actor kid. But well, like... you were never in Mac and Me, so. Oh, damn. So, I mean, there is that, That's obviously. so funny. And I think a stalker was a middle-aged lady. Yes. When well, he was a teenager. Have you seen him? I mean, of course it would be. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. I'm going to have to have a chat with oh, I think with, it was too funny Jonathan for him Ward. at the time when he no, found her in his yeah. kitchen, I think is what the oh. story was. Not ideal. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that sounds fun. So it, I mean, it's, I don't know. I think as an adult, it's very different being on camera than when you're a kid because when you're a kid, you're just like, okay, I don't care. You, right. don't, you don't like me? I'm gonna go ride my bike. See ya. Mm. Well, that's, um, that's the same as me as an adult, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Really, because if people don't like, if like I'm much more sensitive now. Like I actually will fully admit that I care what people think about me, and so I need a much thicker skin. No, I do care. Then I'll go rub my bike and just cry up in the <laughs> distance, cry, like yeah. maybe the rocking back and forth in the yeah. corner. James calls. James has a paper route, and he calls it. I'm, he says that he's going to therapy when he, you know. <laughs> so he just gets on when his I, BMX when I rub my BMX out with, yeah. with the clicky beads on the spokes and spooky dokies. Yes. That's right. Um, but you know, I I. Uh, listen, I will take whatever comes in life, and it, it's this has been a really fun adventure for me so far. And I still get to write; I still get to write, you know, my reviews. And mm-hmm. it's very different than writing stories. So it's it's more like scripting, and um, you have these little sort of five to seven minute things that you have to, you know, you have to be very concise. And um, I'm having a blast. You know, I'm learning a ton, um, and yeah, I. It's all a surprise. It's so funny because I, I can remember in my interview and um, Mike Carley is one of my bosses. He's, um, you know, he's been at KBB. He's the executive editor there now. And um, he, he asked that question, like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I was like, bro, I didn't see myself <laughs> here two years ago. So right. I don't know. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go with the flow. And wherever I land, I land. Um, you know, so it's it's all a, been a pretty big adventure so far. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Um, what, so one of the things that, that you did, you, you used to do some work for uh, our mutual acquaintance and my current boss, awkward, uh, Stephen Ewing. Oh, and he, so awkward. So yeah. awkward. Especially we got, hates So him. we went out this weekend, or last weekend, and we uh-huh. got very inebriated. At, no. On mold wine again. So it was Carl and the it mold was wine. Kari- it was karaoke night. Thankfully, we didn't participate. We, we managed to convince Chris Cannell to come out with us. Oh, man. How come I was not invited? I don't know. Why weren't you invited? Ah, Ewing's going to hear from me. He might. Right now. Text him. That's right. Get him on the yeah. blower. <laughs> anyway, he he um, had he had sent me some of your work previously because he's the one that introduced me to you at uh, whatever it was that Driving While Awesome thing. Uh, and he, this, this specifically this piece where you like harangued your neighbor into letting you wash and dry or wash and start her 356. Yes. So give us like, is there an update? Or, or give us the background, and then is there any kind of an update on that? So I moved into an apartment building about 12 years ago, and um, since the day that I moved in, uh, in the parking spot, sort of two spots over from mine, is a 1964 356 C. Um, in beautiful Togo Brown. In beautiful, beautiful Togo Brown um, with a sort of that camel-colored interior um and then about probably an inch of dust on it. Okay. Um, sweet protective dust. Sweet protective dust. Um, when I first moved in, the tires were flat and it was very clearly just not moved. And then I think at some point, one of the lovely residents in our building, who was a grouchy, horrible human being, called the renter, you know, the renters board in and 
basically what they said was, look, all the cars down here have to be in drivable condition. And so she kind of tarted it up a little bit, meaning put air in the tires and got it re-registered. And that was in 2014. But I literally think she moved it from one spot to another Mm -hmm. and then just left Left it there. Mm -hmm. And... Every day when I came home and I would leave in the morning and, you know, I would see it. And it was just like, oh, this thing where, again, that was the car that I first fell in love with, Mm -hmm. albeit the, you know, the coupe version of that car. And, you know, just this sort of silent sigh used to leave my body. And then I got this, I got this gig and I started writing about cars and um, I kind of thought, all right, well, there has, there, there has to be a way that I can try and do something to. Sure ingratiate myself my neighbor is that she's a really nice woman she um you know she's she lives by herself she's you know she's kind of like me like we just sort of like homebody people um and i just knocked on her door one day and i just said hey listen would you be willing to talk to me about it and then maybe let me try and start the car and just just wash it for you Mm -hmm. like that's That'll be a nice start. Uh-huh. And uh, so I did. She said, yeah, sure. And so I interviewed her and um, I did the story for Motor One. And I had a, a friend of mine, a mechanic, come over and we just kind of looked at the car. And it was actually in pretty decent shape. I mean, I think she had had it registered back in 2014. Mm-hmm. So it was in running condition then. And we changed the oil, changed the oil filter um, and then got it started pretty quickly. I had to put a new battery in it because, you know, the battery was sure. dead. And, um, but, you know, it took a little coaxing, but we finally got it started. And there's, you know, some rattling around in the gearbox. I think that kind of needs fixing. And, I, you know, who knows what problems really kind of lie underneath it. Um, sure. Under that one inch of dust. That's right. But I was like, okay, so now I, what I really want to do is just wash this thing and mm-hmm. see what it kind of really looks like and put, get it out into the sun because it's just like been in a cave for all these years. And so I did. I, we pulled it out and I, I pulled it up on the sidewalk and I gave it a bath and we drove it around and then put it back right where it was before in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's just collecting dust again. And it's, uh, you know, it's really sweet. My mom bought me one of those California car wash things and sometimes when I'm gone on press trips, like she'll go into, she'll come into my garage and she'll clean the Porsche the, oh. the, the, the Porsche and she'll just be like oh I, I cleaned I cleaned your car and I cleaned off the Porsche too and I'm just like <laughs> okay that's not mine you realize that right um, she, she's she's clearly insinuating she is yeah. insinuating and you know what at one point I asked I asked her my neighbor I'm not going to say her name so I don't want anyone else out there like tracking her down that's but yeah. Shh, be very quiet. Um, but well, they're not going to um, see the car, are they? I mean, honestly, it's not going to move from that no, car box. But really so they're pretty good. But I asked her. I asked her. I said, "Listen, would you ever be interested in buying the car?" And she's or in selling the car. And she said, "You know what?" She said, "I maybe, but if I did sell it to anybody, I would sell it to someone like you because I know that you would appreciate it and you would love it." Um, she bought that car in 1985. Um, for, she literally handed the guy a bag of cash and handed him, I think it was $4,500. Hmm. And she used it as a daily driver until 1989. And then something happened. And I'm not... She was a little cagey during the interview. Like, yeah. um... It was just... It was a minor accident, but then I couldn't get insured and I needed to have a new car. And I was like, oh. Right. That doesn't sound very minor, but whatever. I didn't press her. But it was funny. When hey, it was the 80s, you know? I know, right? Whatever. Sure. There may have been a little cocaine. <laughs> well, yeah. I have no idea. I don't. But she did, you know, it was funny when I was down there and we had started the car and there was 
all the fumes coming out of the back and she was just like shut it off it smells disgusting she doesn't like the car like right. that's the crazy thing she doesn't really have a whole lot of love for it but she had had a drowse roadster before she had this one mm-hmm. and her boyfriend convinced her to sell it and her it just infuriated her brother and now her brother will not allow her to sell this to anybody so <laughs> it's a little bit of a battle but I'm chipping away slowly sure. don't be surprised if someday you see me on the gram with a another car yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that was the thing like the, the, the takeaway for me is this poor lady had been like essentially like fleeced out of several like beautiful cars by like her boyfriend and then like a mechanic to, was another one he and, wanted yeah and then she really wanted a notchback so she's like yeah one of the only people that really wants a notchback and i know she you know she's she has odd taste she's a, she is definitely a quirky lady but um she's really sweet and she's just one of those people who you know just kind of wants to talk and mm-hmm. and you know she's uh but she's a real she's a really nice woman and um we get along great and you know it's always nice to be nice to your neighbors but uh if the opportunity were ever to arise yes i would jump at buying that car of course sure cool well, that's good to know. Um, tell us about your other classic that mm. I've seen that's wonderful. That's hitting up the gram. Mm, yes, that one. Um, you know, I, I had so funny because people ask me, like, when did you, why, why would you buy this car? Um, I own a 1966 Datsun 1600 um, Roadster. And I first saw it, I first saw that car probably like five or six years ago at Bob's Big Boy. Not that car in particular, but that model of car. Mm -hmm. And it was, there was this guy who just sort of parked it off in the corner and it just caught my eye and I saw the badge and I was like, whoa, that's a Datsun? Like, get out of here. My very first car was a Datsun. Uh, it was a 1977 B210. So Sweet. Sweet ride. quite like the 1600. (laughs) Sweet ride. it was it was cherry, only not really. <laughs> it was orange and it had like that kind of ivory vinyl interior, which was just so choice. Mm-hmm. Great in hot days. Oh, fabulous. Especially when it was running a little hot. So I didn't really know much about, about cars. I didn't know that you had to actually put like water and no. oil in them. Sure. It's I a misnomer. Like, you don't need to these days. Why is it getting so hot? So we would just turn the heater on. Yeah. And of course, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. And when you're driving to the beach and it's 100 degrees already outside and then you're like, okay, well, in order to get there, we're going to have to turn the heater on so we don't overheat. <laughs> it's pretty miserable. <laughs> but man, it was a car and it got me where I wanted to go. Um, so Dotson has already always kind of had this like special place in my heart. And when I saw that this little, this gorgeous little roadster was a, was a Dotson, I was kind of like, hmm, Okay. That's interesting. And then I just sort of filed that away um, in the little memory bank. And, you know, when I got this when I got this new gig, I started um, I just sort of started investigating about the car again. Mm -hmm. And and I would I would see I would see them online. I never saw them in person. Um, And again, like the you know, like the 356, it's in the garage. Like they're such a Southern California icon. Mm -hmm. I see them quite often. Yep. There's something that that. Are not it's not an unusual sighting, but I never see a sixteen hundred. I never see dots and roadsters around. It is sure. so rare, and I found this one. I found it on Craigslist probably about eight or nine months ago, and 
the guy was selling it, but he wasn't really he wasn't really pushing it. He wasn't really advertising it very well. Right. He was a doctor. He drove it once a week. He wasn't really a car guy. Somebody at some point told me I should get rid of this. So Yeah, and I think it was his wife because yeah. she's like, it's dripping oil in the garage. Oh, my <laughs> God, get rid of it. And um, and so he just was kind of like, ugh, but I'm busy and I've got the surgery and how do I have time? And I don't. And every once in a while, I'd go back and I'd see it or then it would disappear off of Craigslist. And I was like, OK, well, I guess someone bought it. But then it would pop up again. And every single other example that I would find, whether it was on Craigslist or through ClassicCars.com or anywhere yep. that I kind of Googled, God, they were in terrible condition Yeah. Um, or they were red Mm -hmm. and in terrible condition and price wise i looked at the car that that i bought and i and i was like god this thing is in really good shape and it's not a wreck it it wouldn't i wouldn't have to like go through massive amounts of money and restoration to get it to a place where i could actually drive it um and it was it was actually it was the year that i really wanted the year that i really wanted would have been a 67 and a half because mm -hmm. that was the primo year to have that car but it had the it had the body that I wanted, which was the low windshield, mm -hmm. um, and it had the metal dash, mm -hmm. and it had the you know the sort of those push button door handles. Um, once all of the new safety regulations came out in um, I think in sixty seven sixty eight, everything changed on that car. It became yeah. a plastic dash. The, the windshield got higher, so the proportions were kind of off for sure. me. Um, but man, and so every time I would go back online, I would see this car and I kept seeing it and I kept seeing it. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to go down and I'm going to look at it. And again, I had my, my mechanic friend go down with me and we checked out the car and he's like, you know, it's, it's in pretty good shape, dude. Like, and I realized, okay, that the, it's a 66, but the, the engine is a 69 and the transmission is a 70. Um, so it's a little bit of a Frankenstein, but those yeah. were like really good improvements um, sure. within that model sure. anyway. So the transmission is much well, smoother. You're keeping it in the family too, so it's not like it's that big. It's not like there's like a Chevy this and that. And, yeah, exactly. Right. So it was still it was still a true a true Datsun, and um, you know what? I just I hadn't even gotten the new job at KBB. I was still freelance. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to pull this off, but you know what? Screw it. I'm I'm buying just it. Just do it. I just did it. Mm -hmm. And um, throw my bag of money. <laughs> That's what it was. Bag of cash. Here bag you of go, cash. Buddy. Here you go, Doc. Um, Taking it with me. And my amazing friend Derek Powell. He brought the he brought his uh, his trailer down, and we we strapped that thing <laughs> to the back of his all road and. We drove it up. We drove it up from Carlsbad, and the world's only running towing all road. I know, I right? Um, and yeah, I have no, I have not even a millisecond of regret. I love that car. Is that like, you, like your? Do you have like another car that you drive around to, or is it just press cars mostly? Or um, now it's press cars mostly. I do have a daily driver. I own a, a 2013 Jetta Sport Wagon. Okay, okay. Um, which I love that car too. It's uh, it's good, but you know, right now it's sort of in mothballs for a little bit while I, you know, KBB, I have, I usually have cars all the time and, and sure. I have to be driving them around for video stuff. But, um, yeah, but boy, that Datsun usually is what's driven on the weekends and yeah. I get to work on it, which is awesome. And I've changed a bunch of gaskets in it and I've changed out all the fluids in it. And it's nice cause it's a little bit of a project, but it's still in, in really good running conditions. Sure. So right, right. it's a manageable one, which makes it handy. Absolutely. We could have yeah. Kyle had one of those. 
Yeah. 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 Well, I also, my project is sort of my daily driver too, and it's German. So it's a bad idea. Oh, what do you, what, what is your project? 1970 Mercedes Benz, uh, 280 SE sedan. And it is a gigantic money pit that I love (laughs) so much. When I went to grad school, my dad, it's a dad, it's for sure a dad car. When I went to grad school, my dad, when I told him how much money it was going to cost, he's like, you know what? You could really you could buy a Mercedes for that. And I was like, "Oh, dude, like That's you're my idea. father. You're supposed to tell me like education is will will last you a lifetime." It's and priceless. His, his response to that was, "Well, you know, Mercedes makes really good cars." That's true. <laughs> like, that Mercedes may also last you a lifetime. I'm just saying. Honestly, honestly, and I say this with with Maybe just a tad, a little bit of irony. But if I knew now what I knew then, I probably would have just bought the fucking Mercedes yeah. and called yeah. it a day. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, if I could go back, I wouldn't. I'd be a much wealthier man. Oh, God. <laughs> but, you know, James and I got to drive it uh, very recently to Torrance, which is one of the longest trips it's made in like a year because it's constantly broken. Oh, no. Yeah. What so. was in Torrance? Um, James went to go pick up a press car, a Toyota Mirai. Yes. And we recorded a podcast. Mm-hmm. What do you with think? Jackie. What do you think about how those look? <laughs> Just a question. <laughs> the styling of the Mirai? The styling of the Mirai, in your opinion, is? Um, I, to be honest, I think it's just a pretty uh, standard Toyota car that fits along lines with their Camry and their Avalon and their Prius. I think it just sort of slides in remote that range. I mean... I will say that four-door saloons of the Japanese kind are generally not my sweet spot for where I'm going. <laughs> but the technology behind it's real cool, and that's yeah. what I like about it. And mm-hmm. I'm still terrified to go and sit downstairs in the garage to fill it up with hydrogen. I've not done that yet. So I just don't know why everyone feels like, ooh, alternative fuel car needs to look like something out of an anime fantasy cartoon. Right. I don't understand that. Well, so some with that one, like some of the proportions are a little bit weird. Like the body's really tall because yeah, you yeah. have to have room for the, the, the fuel cell stack and the, yeah. um, the tanks and stuff. But yeah, it's fairly hideous. <laughs> I mean, Kyle doesn't. I can say that because they didn't give me one for free for a week, so I am. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't mind it. I mean, it was real fun going back in traffic. I will say it was a lot more. It was a lot cooler than the Mercedes, uh, but not cooler. Temperature. Temperature cool. Yeah, so I didn't come in a puddle of sweat like when I got to Toronto. That's what I had to do. And I had to stand outside and just dry off on the on the tarmac because it was so hot nice. inside that Mercedes. Yeah, but nice. then I got to drive back up PCH with the windows down, and that was much better than anything you could have done. Yeah, that's epically cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I also didn't have to spend like $14,000 on it in the last year. So that was also the <laughs> That's true. We, you got, we got to just right in the... That's true. Just go yeah. right for the jugular with that one. That's yeah. the best way to do it. Harsh, and he's like going out. He's like, oh, no, harsh, no Kyle, let's toke. be honest. Let's go. Let's go. Oh. oh. Yeah. In any case. Um, <laughs> and well. then we had... This, it's just now we just... The joke is obviously it's the countdown to when has to Kyle has to just put another mortgage payment towards his car. Yes. Which will only be no, it's a, fine, guys. I month. live in Los Angeles. I'll never afford a house anyway. It's another That's month. That's right. And, and if you ever gonna... have to, you could live in the car. It's very spacious. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And comfortable. Super comfort. Those seats. Comfort's mm-hmm. cozers. That's right. Made from real horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, howdy. Um, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that was yet another sweet tangent. So speaking uh, of that, so since you uh, not, I will say then that sounds like you're not such a big fan of the styling of the Mirai. 
I'm not. I mean, I like I said, I think a lot of those cars, like I, I don't, uh, and I guess I can understand the sentiment behind it of let's try and make them look future forward, mm-hmm. but I, I just think they end up looking a bit weird, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I, it's a taste thing. I mean, I the split window business on the Prius, like the, there's just a little things that I'm just like, why, why, like you didn't have to do that. Yeah. But you, it's just kind of, it's just sort of weird to me. And, um, yeah, it's a, like I said, it's a personal preference thing, but I'm not a, I'm not a fan of those odd shaped things. And nor am I a fan of those like super or like origami ish looking, like way too many folds in the, right. Yeah. In the sheet metal, um, cars. There's just not my, it's just not my personal aesthetic. Um, but I can see how that, you know, why the styling happens that way, like, that aggressive kind of looking car, but but I also yeah. think at, at that price point, I mean, and, and especially with the technology behind it, probably the design of the car is not really like what seventy grand. For. Yeah, but then no, it, but that's I a think, lot of quiche. But you know, I do think that no, it was sixty. I think it's like uh, sixty-five. For the it's like sixty-five or seventy before tax credit. Well, the, it was fifty-eight for whatever on my thing that I got yesterday. The Moroni that came with it. Oh, well, it got cheaper. So it's fifteen, and you get the fifteen grand of fuel. So if you take the fifteen grand off, it's like forty three, forty five. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it is what it is. Four seater was comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing when you're driving the car. There's certainly nothing bad about the car. And there's but that's like most modern cars now. I mean, I'm pretty sure and that you could go into any car and then your generally your review probably leads to well, took to like I had to drive out of the, my garage and then the, finally the Apple CarPlay came on. I wish my phone had connect so much sooner. Oh, that <laughs> four second is such a long wait. Yeah. Cool cars drive real good. Yeah. These days, they keep you cool. They keep you heated. They put a radio, your phone plugs in pretty much easy. I mean, there's pretty difficult things to say that's bad about a car these days. Well, I mean, I think that's 100% true, which is why I think styling is more important, even more important, at least for me personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, it's the first thing that you notice about a car is the way that it looks from the outside. Um I've always been, that to me has always been a really important part of the car. And not that I think of a car or a car that I drive as an accessory, so to speak. Um, but I think it does matter. And maybe it's, maybe women care more than men. I don't, I don't know. But, um. Don't be normative, Lynn. What? Rude. Racist. Harsh. No. Um, I just think that <laughs> it's. It's one of those things that to me, you know, to me, it's something that I that I do care about. And I notice it's really hard for me if I'm shopping for a car because there are little bits and pieces of everything that I like. And it's very rare that I find something that is, you know, in in my price point that I that I want that I think looks good and performs the way I want it to. And so it's it's tough. Well, speaking of that, then which four door sedan would you go for then? Oh. New, since you get to test drive all these and right you've got now, that wonderful YouTubes where people could see you talking about them blah, blah, blah. Right that you now, think is a very designer specific car that you really like I'm actually and Kyle and I were just talking this uh, about this on the uh, on the way over here walking to your place I am in the Kia Stinger GT right now and I really like that car it's super duper good and if I probably had the if I had the money that would be on the that would definitely be on the short list this crazy thing is that it's like the base model is like thirty grand. Yeah. Which, even at thirty grand, you're getting a lot. Yeah. Like that car probably doesn't suck at that price point. But then, like fully loaded, it's fifty, which is in today's market, like for for what you're getting, effectively nothing. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I, I really, there are a lot, there are a lot of things that I really appreciate about that car. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's quick. The brakes are great. 
I love that it's a hatchback. You can put so much stuff in it. Yeah. It's comfortable. Uh, I wish it had a little more headroom or that the seat went down further. That's a problem for See, me. See, to me, I don't have that problem. I'm, you know, I'm a 5'5 five, five person. Um, the visibility out of the back is, an, is a little bit of an mm. issue for me. But, you know, cars now, like they have all these sort of... The accoutrements. All the eyes that you, you don't need, mm-hmm. the ones that don't blink. Um, the head-up display has so much information that on it. That thing is amazing. You really don't need to look anywhere but forward. Right. I can't... Like, <laughs> I almost crazy. didn't look at the, the gauge cluster like the entire time I had the car because the heads-up display was so good. I can't see the gauge cluster because of where, ergonomically, where I sit in that car and where the steering wheel is. It, I mean, it literally covers everything, but hmm. I don't need to see it because everything that I need to see is right in front of my nose. I love that there's... like. Like you can you can tilt it like like counterclockwise clockwise like that's so bizarre I don't know why anybody would do that unless you're like yeah. like one giant butt cheek and you're like at a very strange angle <laughs> but like it you you can you can do it I love like on, when you're on doing stuff on on um, nav how it like you get a little progress bar when you're getting close to your destination like it's very satisfying oh sense. I've only used CarPlay Apple CarPlay oh, yeah, on the, that the so I haven't navigation used the nav is pretty decent. I'm going to have to do that because when I, on my way here, mm-hmm. um, Apple sent me to a totally wrong place. They did. As, as it is wont to do. Dumb jerks. So I'm going to, I'll use the nav on the way home and see mm-hmm. how it works. Yeah. It's nice. I love that car. It's a great car. What else have you uh, driven that you, that you enjoy recently? Oh, well, we did actually get in, and this was a very brief drive, but I did get it for an evening. We had, we got the uh, E63 um, AMG wagon in. The greatest thing. Oh my God. God, I would do unforgivable things for that. Do you have one of those? That thing, there's some sorcery that's going on in that thing, because it is like it's, dark sorcery. It's so Sorry. dark. Yeah, it's that. That's a pretty. That's a pretty fabulous thing. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap. It's what like 120, 130 grand. But yeah, I would, I'd worth have to sell some every body filthy parts. cent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't get it with those like carbon. Like, like those no. those seats. Why bother? Like I don't need the racing seats. That's like, like I'd not rather even the point of a wagon. A little bit of comfort for my rear my rear end, but um, but man, you feel like such a boss in that car. Mm-hmm. Like if you were dropping your children off in that, like you'd be like, get the fuck out of my way. My kids are here. And right. then you smoke it all the way out. That's right. <laughs> just let her let them up. So, that's so it. yeah, you I think there. I think if it was like a bucket list, like that would be that'd be like way up on the list, like money no object car. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to resist a fast wagon. Yes, I'm a big big wagon fan. Yes, mm. I am too. Um, and I did just drive the uh, the Aston Martin Vantage. Oh, nice! Which was very very enjoyable. I was recently a passenger in an Aston Martin Vantage with. Formula One, former Formula One driver and present Formula One commentator Martin Brundle driving. Oh, right. so he would have been right. driving almost exactly like me. Probably. That's yeah, we were, we were on. You were overtaking people in a Formula One track. Is that what you were doing? Yeah, we well, were on naturally. circuit Gilles Villeneuve and it was amazing. <laughs> and I was just giggling the entire time. Because I was being thrust around in the nice. cockpit. Oh, wait, you said the word. No, I'm not going to repeat it. Um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun too. Um, got to do some track driving with that, although it was raining, so that was kind of a bummer. But um, got to do some track driving and then some road driving um, with that as well. That nice. was a lot of fun. And the um, the Porsche, the GTS, the Boxster, oh yeah, and came in the seven eighteen. Mm-hmm. That was a blast too. And the Carrera, the new Carrera T. Yeah, whoa, fun. yeah. Whoa. I'm I'm not a big fan of the seven eighteens um, at it's, all. 
such a different it's you know it's such a different drive experience i was actually talking to um one of my coworkers about this and i i did question why porsche had both cars at the same launch because mm-hmm. i think they're such different driving experiences and i think if if one is not careful you can start comparing the two sure. against each other and i think it's such a it's such an unfair comparison it's yeah. like apples and you know nails yeah um and i just don't so, yeah. like the way they sound oh the sound they, you have you do have to get like past the sound subarus and, and there's no point like the, the whole point of a porsche is to have like a wailing flat six just howling somewhere behind you yeah. in case you know carl has very strong opinions i have a lot of very strong porsche opinions yeah. <laughs> yeah but there's you know i I appreciated both driving experiences. Um, I thought that Carrera T was just like yeah, that thing's flawless. Cool. That thing's like super I thought cool. it was really perfect. Um, and you know, you just blast the radio when you're in the in the seven eighteen. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the solution. A lot, a lot of Pat Benatar, and Think. you're good. Carl is often all fired up most of the time. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. Like, I, I haven't driven them. But, like, dynamically, I'm sure they're fantastic. Like Porsche doesn't really screw that up very often but the sound is unforgivable yeah it's the thing yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh let's see what else what, james what else can you say about the mirai we gotta i we feel like you gotta give toyota something for it. you gotta get some mileage out of those tires well we've got a whole other episode to put up this in as well carl so i can't get everything out of there well you haven't, driven, you haven't driven it by then what do you mean well the, oh i thought i was talking about the the last episode we did yeah but I drove it home from there, and I thought it was perfectly fine. It's Like I said, it's a very feasible, modern, comfortable car to get around in. I was hoping for a patented Jimmy McKeon hot take, but... Uh, Not yet, Carl. All right. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. When you see me racing down PCH. Sure. Producing... I do... Oh, I do like the fact the car wheeze. I do really like that. That I can press a button and make the car wee. Shoots water out the exhaust. Really? Yeah. It's a button that says H2O on it. Does but it I should, really? I, they really need to change that to H2O. Whoa. Do you, can you like, can you shoot it at a particular car? Like if someone's pissing you off no, or if they're like tailgating not, you, you no, can like, it's, it's not like James a, Bond style. No, it just dribbles it. out the back. See, that would have been really, that would have been preferable. Been nice. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to like stop recording and, and then James would be like, this water we've been drinking. Was out of the Mirai. It really was. I took this out of the wee feature. Yeah. I just weed <laughs> into the cups downstairs. Mm, I thought I tasted hydrogen toyota mm. deliciousness it's yeah. like science yes mm-hmm. yeah i love a good catalyst mm. yeah who doesn't so um yes. uh what, what, like what else we have coming up soon for uh kbb like do you have anything you can talk about that's that any you're excited about i do yes i do have a couple things that i'm excited about um the first thing is um Aside from the Buick Envision video that I'm going to be doing oh, yeah. next week, I'm woohoo! Don't get jealous. Um, uh, no, I'm I'm very fortunate. I'm going to be able to go to uh, to Germany and drive the uh, Aston Martin DBS Superleggera, which I'm very oh, sweet, very excited. You're I doing, think you're more excited about the Aston Martin than the Buick. I don't believe that. I know it's really hard to believe, but. Uh, okay, maybe it's like a toss-up. Maybe yeah. that's like let's just call it a wash. Yeah. They're both equally fascinating. I mean, it's a travel. It's a travel that you're gonna have to deal with. That fancy travel that like the, oh, it's sure. so I don't that's right. Do it. That's right. Yeah. Um, and but, all those canapes. <laughs> 
and no, profiteroles. They're uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna reveal. They're gonna show people in five days. So we get to first see it in a in a couple of days, and then um, to be able to go and drive it. Um, really looking forward to that. And um, yeah, where are they uh, doing the launch? Uh, it's in. So it's. Well, we're flying into Munich, so yep. it's just, I think, in Austria, like just outside of Salzburg, I think so. Oh, okay. Probably like kind of where they did the, the Continental launch. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be in the same exact spot. You know, there's always, it's always shrouded in secrecy for some mm. reason until you actually get there and you're like, oh, here I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a beautiful time of year in that part of the country, in that part of the world. And um, I think a really, it will be a, a beautiful setting for what prove, you know, what's what's uh anticipated to be a really beautiful car so yeah looking forward to it yeah well it's cool they're bringing that badge back yeah i'm really happy um i'm happy for them you know i think that that company has had so many you know so many different turns and twists and i think andy palmer is doing a really impressive job Mm -hmm. um you know, love him, love him or not, you know, the, the wonderful thing about him is you always kind of know exactly where you stand. I think he's a very, um, he's just a very forthright human being and he'll tell you, he'll tell you exactly what he's thinking and what he's feeling. And he's had a very definite plan from the very beginning. And every single time any one of them talks to you, it never changes and it never Mm -hmm. wavers. And here's what we're doing and here's how we're doing it. And here's how it's progressing. And here's how we're actually like ahead of the curve a little bit. And, um, you know, I just think it's, I think they're a nice, they're a really nice example of how all of, all of those pieces can work well together. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it took a long time to get to that point. It, they were such a mess for so long. Oh my goodness. You but. know, and I know he, you know, he, they've got a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the most interesting statistics that I heard of that company was I think of, of all of the cars that have ever been made, I think probably and I'm sure I'm screwing this up, but upwards of like 80% of them are actually still in existence Hmm. of every single Aston Martin that was ever made. And the thing that I kind of wonder now, like from here on out is the styling and the engineering, how how that statistic, how that number is going to change is it gonna is it gonna stay the same yeah are those are these new designs that are coming out now are they gonna have the uh are they gonna have the the longevity and are they gonna have that um are they gonna have the legs to kind of last in the way that the you know that those like the db4 and the db5 mm-hmm. that all of those cars sure. have really kind of have kind of maintained that that amazing heritage and and have really kept their value so it'll be it'll be really interesting to see this second century as they call that their second century plan like how that you know how it all plays out Hmm. what do you think james i just want to lagonda that's all i want oh a couple of have you seen those those concepts are fucking crazy rad no well i want a 1980s one i (laughs) want some dot matrix screens in there yeah those are badass too i saw one on la brea that was (laughs) a guy driving it and just like moving under its own power and i it has haunted my dreams ever since those things are so good it had like four tvs in yeah that's the best thing about it i was like yes this is the future so good. CRTT reminds me of like a man's shaver. Yeah, <laughs> they're so awesome. There you go. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, the, like the, the the new generation of cars, I think, is really it's been pretty successful. I think they've they've you know they've misstepped a couple of times. Like I don't think to me the new Vantage doesn't immediately read as an Aston Martin when you look at it, mm-hmm. and I think that that's not ideal for them because I mean they have the the best grill in the business. Yeah. And they kind of I mean. It's there, but it, it takes a minute to see it. 
and then like the the when the db11 came out it was kind of like maybe a little too soft but based on what i read about the amr like it's it fixes everything yeah and so it's interesting like and i think that the the mercedes engine deal mm-hmm. super smart yeah it's such a wonderful engine with so many different things you can do with it like the aston martin version sounds completely different mm-hmm. than than the mercedes version and mm-hmm. it's yeah it's great yeah yeah, it's going to be interesting. The DBX is going to be interesting to see what that does, you know, what that what that does for them and um there's, you know, it's 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 an, a really interesting time for not just that company, but I think a lot of those, you know, sort of smaller yeah, on the smaller side companies to see how how survival is viable. Yeah. And then we'll Len, we'll just have to lean on you for the invite at Pebble Beach to go to their villa. <laughs> yeah, okay. Perfect. Yeah. I'll call Matt Clark right now. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> well, no, it's fine. No Go ahead. Problem. We'll wait. We'll wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, get on the <laughs> they do have nice confectionery at that villa they get. <laughs> nice confectionery mm-hmm. at the villa. Yeah. Thank you, James. Thank you for that. Excellent. It's true. I'm gonna have to I check believe out it 100%. Con- no, I do not doubt any part dolly of that. mixtures. Big fan of dolly mixtures. Mm-hmm. Last, year, last year they had that, like, they kind of did a pub thing. Yeah, I'm all about the dolly mixtures. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Step back three years ago, that's where it's at. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. That sounds great. Heaven. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's a, I think it's a Brit thing. I think it is. It is. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and on that note, um, but no, I, I thank you so much, Lynn, for taking time out of your week, especially coming all the way from Irvine to come and, and chat us up. We mm-hmm. appreciate it. Yeah, this was my pleasure. Are you kidding? I uh... We didn't even get to talk about how I managed to meet Lynn properly, even on this. Oh, yeah. Well, then let's oh, we'll do that. Talk, yes. How did that happen? Well, Lynn bullied me into giving her a lift <laughs> to Pebble Beach, terrible. pick her up from the hotel at like 3.30 <laughs> in the morning. Oh, boy. You were already going obviously you were already on, you were on your way i was just hitching a ride she with was you. but then we had to However. turn back around because someone <laughs> forgot their camera Uh-oh. which wasn't a problem was not a problem. and then i dropped her off only to find out that she didn't actually have her pass it got worse yeah it got beach. Worse. when we got to pebble beach that's amazing. I'm a horrible human being. No, you're not. Nearly. But you manage to talk to yourself through it, though. Because I remember seeing you out there on the green, which is the important thing. That's right. You just had to bash very loudly on oh, the doors, I think. At gosh. The... Yes. You know, uh, in my defense, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a middle-of-the-night morning person. Like, Who is? Dawn Patrol is probably never, ever going to happen again for me. How was your Dawn Patrol experience? It was terrible. The people who were there are just, like, snakes and sharks that all they want is the damn hat i've been to dawn patrol like three times i've never gotten the bloody hat which really annoys me because everybody's like me me these all these filthy rich people who are mm-hmm. like i need a free hat like you're the last person that needs a free hat i need a free hat because i'm an automotive journalist and sure. i have no money yeah so you know i have a donut we subsist on free things <laughs> that's right don't you know yeah. don't you know it's very true so yeah so i did i I have never gotten one of the cool Haggerty hats. I'm very upset. And then all I am is just tired by like 10 Eleven. o'clock. 11. <laughs> it's like when you <laughs> hit the max. Like, and then you like oh wait God, till uh, around for like three. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's, so, a, there's yeah. a Haggerty thing going on at the Peterson Museum tomorrow. You could probably I'm, go there and scam some I hats. am going to that. I'm not. I am going to that because Enjoy. I am a Haggerty. I am a Haggerty customer. Mm. So they just invited me because of a... Because I pay them money. Lots of money. Well, that's <laughs> right. Thousands upon thousands really. of dollars a week like Kyle does. 
I not really, know, I but I do get that mind. sweet magazine. Like that's part of the deal. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good magazine. It's a great. Well, they've got great people working mag. on it now. They have. It better be good, right? There's a lot of really, I mean, a really a lot of great great people writing, but um, it just looks good. Mm-hmm. Like it looks good. Like I'm very grateful. Before I got this job, I got to write a couple stories for it, um, oh, cool. which was awesome. And uh, yeah, great photography, great stories. Um, it's on nice paper. Like it's a good it's size. They're doing, stuck. They're doing print right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the movie equivalent of production values. Mm-hmm. Like it's good. Yeah. It's like the Michael Bay film of magazines. So lots of explosions. Just slick and looking and like awesome. Just slick looking, you know, okay. like good. Wow, yeah. that's the first time I've heard somebody's compare anything Michael Bay did to, to something good in a while. Well, you know how we're he just blazing trails does here. Like, we're breaking like super saturated colors. Sure. And, you know, he's got a look, and mm-hmm. that's the thing. And it's it's slick, and it's good, even if it's inappropriate for whatever subject matter, like. Pearl Harbor, like people's yeah. arms are being blown off, but damn, everyone looks really good. It's like, true. Yeah. Boy, Ben Affleck. That movie. God. I just like Cuba. Oh, yeah. I forgot was he said that. Oh, he, he was the best part of that movie. Was mm-hmm. he, what was he? He was like... A, a, he was the cook who then finally gets on the his deck shot gun, at right? like shooting people. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. God, do I know this much about Pearl Harbor? Cool, yeah. Awful movie that was. Wasn't Alec Baldwin in that too? Yes. Yeah. He played one of the I haven't big... seen it since like it came out, so I'm pretty fuzzy on it. Mm-hmm. Sure I've, you are. I've managed to avoid it all my life. Special so Collector's Edition DVD and VHS. Lobbying for to get in the Criterion Collection for a while. Criterion. The Criterion Collection version of Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Yeah, yeah of I can't wait for that to come out. It'd be great. <laughs> um, anyway, well, thank you again now that we've gotten James's uh, amazing... St- I didn't know that story. I'm glad I've heard it. Uh, yes. Where, oh, I'm sorry. That's what we bonded for life now. That's right. That's good. I'm glad you guys are tight bros. <laughs> and that's why I, we've got the... In- the invitation now to the Aston Martin Villa because of that. That's so right. Perfect. Yeah. Guilt is a You're great in, motivator. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if people wanted to find you and your excellent work, Lynn, where would they go to do that? Um, they could go to kellybluebook.com. Mm-hmm. Um, they could go to the Kelly Blue Book YouTube channel. Mm. Please, if you're going there, write nice things about sure. my hair and my clothes. And... Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I've I've definitely have done some good freelancing stuff before this that I'm pretty proud of for Automobile Magazine and for uh, Motor One with Steve Ewing and for The Drive. Um, I did a really uh, a really fun piece about the Rebel Rally that I participated mm. in last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so a great story and a, a good video for that. And um, I've done some some stuff for Autoblog. So I'm kind of I sort of out there and and around. Um, but yeah, KBB and, is where I am now. And the comments, they don't always have to be about your appearance then as well. They can always talk to the extent of your discussions of gearboxes. And... I would prefer, actually, that they do that. But, you know, we can talk about my hair. It's fine. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. I suspect to see a lot of comments on Kyle's hair now in future <laughs> yeah, no, don't. videos. That's right. Yeah. Brush your hair, boy. I did. I did, actually, today. It's one Once. Twelve brush strokes. Which well is done. plenty. I don't have that much hair. Um... And uh, social media? Do you, do you... Oh, yes. Um, I'm on Instagram at L-Y-N, and then it's two underscores, Woodward, um, on Instagram. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, but you gotta, I got to know you first. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So Instagram is really the place to go for me. Um, I'm not on Twitter. I only said one thing, and now I'm on two. So, um, yeah, but I'm on the gram. Cool. Check out some of my pics. I take weird, crazy car photos. Zany photos. That's right. Mm. James, same question. 
Well, Kyle, obviously they can find me here on the No Breaking Podcast. If they Natch. don't want to find me here on the No Breaking Podcast, they can find me at nobreaking.com or No Breaking on Instagram and No Breaking on Facebook, and that's N-O-B-R-A-K-I-N-G. It's every, you just got it locked up. It's the whole... You've got the Quan. You've got everything. I try, Kyle. But more importantly, though, Kyle, where can people find you and your paid work and your discussion of everything magnesium-related? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you if you guys are interested in, in, in reading what I do for a living, it's uh, 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 theroadshow.com. I almost forgot where I worked for a second. It's <laughs> theroadshow.com. And uh, it's great. We are the transportation destination for CNET. I'm being photographed against my will. And... Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Work uh, with some really talented people, and we do a lot of great coverage of various things in the industry. And then uh, for my cats, you know, for my life, uh, my for cats. Radar Mag Dave, big shout out to Dave. Yeah, if you Love want to that see guy. pictures of me and the Trace Ombres, uh, that would be Kyle J Hyatt on Instagram. And I'm sort of contractually obligated to be on Twitter, so I do that now too. Sometimes tweet tweet. That's he does right. it very well. He does it very well. <laughs> I do a lot of retweeting of things. So it's pretty good. Mostly his favorite, Elon. He loves Elon. He's a big Elon fan. A fountain of entertainment. Mm. Mm -mm. Loves that guy. Hard pass. (laughs) In any case, uh, yeah, thank you guys again for for coming out and uh, uh, downloading this fine podcast and uh, while they're downloading Kyle what else can they do they can give us um, a, a very pleasant review a very positive review I don't mind if they talk about my hair or my clothing my appearance that's why fine why would you it's great of course thanks Kyle I appreciate that hey. they're saying they can say the same for you too that's yep sure but if they're not just leaving us uh, positive affirmations what else could they do Kyle uh, they could surreptitiously subscribe to our podcast on somebody else's phone that's another good idea we very much promote that and they could also leave us Unfortunately, it's only a five-star review, but we'd like to go higher, but the system only lets you give five stars, so that's what they're stuck with giving us, Kyle. Yeah. Well, we're in the system now, and you've got to be in it to change it, I think. And I we will think be that's the, how it works. We will be that, uh, what is it, the flame that starts that fire. So, are you quoting Bruce Springsteen to me now? I think that's Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. Is that a thing? Well, I know you can't start a fire without a spark, certainly. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's, there's the Bruce reference. Yeah. I got you. I, I you just keep see. it on the East Coast there, you guys. That's, That's right. all you guys keep to yourself. You just have your own conversation. You just leave that. Sure, sure. Anyway, thank you again, guys. Um, and make sure you check us out next Wednesday when our guest will be uh, presumably somebody completely different. Hopefully. Unless Lynn wants to come back for round two. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks, thanks guys. guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.